All right, welcome to another episode on Dr. J's philosophy. That's right, that's a little play on words. Philosophy. Anyway, glad to be with you all today. Today I have a guest. Her name is Sydney Gillis, and she is um, an applicant to dental school. She's been through um, all of the rigor of undergraduate studies and the testing and shadowing and all the time she's put in. She is waiting uh, on uh, some responses for some schools. And Sydney, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, everyone. I'm Sydney. Um, I'm a recent graduate from University of South Carolina, and I have a degree in exercise science with a minor in chemistry. So as Dr. J said, I did all the undergrad courses, prereqs, organic chemistry, all that fun stuff. Um, I just submitted my applications for dental school very recently. With that, you have to have your letters of recommendation. You have to have your DAT scores, all that fun stuff. So I'm tired just <laughs> thinking about it. I remember. Yes, it's a lots, lot. Lots and it's work. relentless. And it takes a lot of timing. So one of the podcasts we did before, we interviewed a student, Olivia, who was going into dental school. And we talked about all the stuff you have to do to get in. And so we thought we would take this podcast and give you a uh, potential new dentist, right? A potential new dental student. Hopefully. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, an opportunity to ask me some questions about dentistry. And, it, you know, it's sort of like whatever you want to know. I, I know that if I were to go back and be in your shoes, I would have a million questions. But when I was in your shoes, I didn't know what I didn't know. And so uh, I know you've got some questions that you've um, thought about. And so, uh, you know, fire away. Well, let's start with uh, the basics, I guess. Um, where did you go to school and what were some of the classes that you took while you were there? Uh, undergrad, Brigham Young University, but I went to the Medical University of South Carolina down in Charleston. And I'm hoping that you'll ask me a question later about why I chose that school. Perhaps some people only get into one school. Uh, I had a couple of options, and I chose the school f for a particular reason. And, um, you know, the classes you take, it's uh, the first the first two years, the way it's designed, it's probably different uh, from school to school. But the first two years, you're taking all sciences. You're in the clinics a little bit, learning a little bit, but you're mostly in science classes. Pharmacology, gross anatomy, biochemistry, microbiology, histology, you know, and, and, and all the labs to go with it. You're literally in class from eight until five, and then you get to study. So it's a, it is a full-time job plus overtime. So you get, you get home from school, you'd have a little bit of time for dinner, and then you had to either hit the books in your room, the library, or you're back at school, you know, dissecting the cadaver. So you take all of these classes, and about half of those classes you take with the med students. So uh, you're in gross anatomy with them, uh, you're in the lecture, you're in the lab, um, you know, physiology, pharmacology, all these classes, uh, micro, you take with them. And, uh, and then your last two years, they separate and they do things like pediatrics, you know, neurology, all the specialties in medicine. And you go on to uh, work on all of the specialties in dentistry. So you'll do orthodontics and oral surgery and uh, pediatric dentistry, endodontics, stuff like that. So you'll do these rotations. They're set up a little differently than in med school, but it's the same 
concept where you focus on all of these specialties. And the big reason is because as a general dentist, you basically, all you do are specialty procedures. So it's not like a physician that's going to deliver a baby at 8 a.m. and then going to do a shoulder replacement at 11 a.m., you know, doing all the, a physician doesn't do all these specialty procedures, although physicians can do, they can emphasize in sports medicine, they can emphasize in obstetrics and deliver babies. I'm not saying they can't do that. I'm just saying physicians don't spend their day doing different procedures from all of the different specialties. And that's what we do. We do root canals, we do fillings, we do extractions, we do uh, crown and bridge, removable, we do kids, pediatrics, we do perio with gums, you know. So that's all we do is um, specialty procedures. And uh, so you have to really learn about that stuff because you are in your office, the periodontist, the radiologist, um, you know, you, you, you do it all. So from your classes that you did take in dental school, did you have a favorite one or a least favorite one? I always love gross anatomy. Mm-hmm. I took gross anatomy in undergrad. I TA'd it in undergrad, and I just love anatomy. Physiology is also great because you kind of put things together, but biochemistry is, is up there, and that sounds terrible, but to learn about uh, DNA and that kind of stuff, how, how, it, how that all works together, it it's, it's great. So anatomy is good. It's just memorization and um, learning how to find things like on a map. And but, but it's just, it's strictly memorization. And it's not easy stuff. It's not like arm, nose, and chin. You know, it's uh, external occipital protuberance, which is the little bump on the back of your skull. Well, it's more prominent on men. But, you know, so there's these crazy words that you have to learn so that you can communicate more effectively. So anatomy biochemistry you know like pharmacology i don't really like i don't really like micro but you know that's just that's just me yeah you definitely have your favorites and not favorites Mm -hmm. i had the same in undergrad um so we'll go back to what you mentioned before between choosing schools if you have multiple options you had said that some people don't have the option they get into one school and they are that dedicated and they want to go to dental school then that's what where they're going to go so what options did you have and why did you choose MUSC? Yeah, so some people, they, they get it. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm underestimating. I don't actually know any numbers on this, but there's got to be a lot of people that only get into one school. And then it's sort of like, okay, I want to be a dentist, so at all costs, I'm going to move to San Francisco and spend three times the amount that you'll spend at an in-state school and and do Pacific or They'll go to Creighton, you know, or somewhere where it's just very, very expensive. Case Western was expensive. So if you go way back in time, like 20 years when I was (laughs) doing this process, I got into MUSC and into Case Western. And uh, to be honest, I'm just keeping it real. Uh, Case Western made me feel wanted. They wanted me there. Mm -hmm. And um, MUSC was sort of like, eh, take it or leave it. If you want to come, you know. You've Great. made it. Yeah. And uh, so that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I did get some really good advice from a dentist. He said, um, you know, how much does it cost to go to Case Western? At the time, it was about $38,000 a year. And MUSC was about fifteen a year. And, um, and he said, go to MUSC. 
you know, they may not give you warm fuzzies, but go there. You'll be half in debt for the rest of your life, and you'll be able to buy a nice car sooner <laughs> than you would if you had gone to Case Western. And that really was the deal breaker for me. It was mm-hmm. too cheap to pass up. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm from Charleston, and I love the city. So if I have to pick between freaking Cleveland, which is terrible <laughs> weather, <cold. laughs> uh, a freezing cold, or Charleston, I want to live there. But I, you know, I want to have a good, you know, you're, you're married to this for four years and, um, it really was a tough decision for me, but it came down to money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Financial is definitely something that I've thought about and location for sure. You don't want to be like unhappy in the place that you're at. If you have the choice to be happier somewhere else. Yeah. It's four years, you know, it's a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so now we're going to talk about more of the business side of it, I guess. Sure. Um, did you initially know that you wanted to like own your own business? No, in fact, I was scared to death. I don't have a history in my family of uh, business owners and someone that can just sort of coach me along. Uh, definitely don't have a dentist in the family, which is also what an advantage, you know, because mm-hmm. that he he or she can just sort of coach their child into exactly what How to, to do, do next. Yeah. yeah, that would be so helpful, but I I didn't have anybody. So I started out as an associate, and it was for about a year, but it took about six months before mm-hmm. I realized this is just... Not what you want to do. No, it wasn't. I, um, I didn't have, you know, specifically I didn't have, uh, I, I couldn't choose the patients that I wanted to see, that they were sort of filtered and given to me, mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't choose my days off, you know, and stuff. So I, I mean, even, I remember we had a... a I don't want to get into the specifics, but I, I I couldn't take off whenever I wanted to, you know. And there are certain days that, as a human, you need to be able to take off. <laughs> okay, sure. you need to be able to take off for donuts for dads. If yeah. your if your wife has a distant relative that she's got to go travel to for a funeral, you should be able to say, "Hey, I'm not coming in this day." And and I did not like those restrictions, mm-hmm. so um, so I started investigating uh, buying a practice and scared to death. The monthly payments just for the practice that I bought were more than what I was making every month as an associate. It's so intimidating. <laughs> it's very, very scary. Very scary. And, um, I mean, before before I get food, before I take home any money, and I had three children at the time, uh, I had this big loan, you know, and they did give you a little deferment six months before you had to maybe it was three three or six before you had to make your first payment payment, but it was big and 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 i was scared to death but but uh, the first month you're sweating (laughs) and uh and you know here's some advice for you because when you first start out and you have all the debt from dental school and possibly from buying a practice or buying in to a practice um you're always open I mean, always open. I remember Saturday night sitting in the Olive Garden and a stranger calls my phone because it's on the answering machine with a toothache. And I'm like, man, we got to go, you know, it's because, because you're hungry, yeah. you know, you, you, you need the money. You want the patients trying to build a name and a practice. And so you're always there. And I'm sure that that patient appreciated it, but there is something about quality of life. So a big question you should ask yourself is how much is enough? Mm-hmm. That's a big question. You know, what, what is enough? Because when you set a daily goal, not like, I really wish I could make, but what, what do you need? What are you comfortable with? If you make this, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And if you make it, then don't stress anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, schedule more patients on the next day when you're not at your goal. 
It's a good way to live. Good mindset, for sure. <laughs> um, so you talked about some of the difficulties that you faced when you decided that you wanted to own your own business. What are some of the more positive things that you've gotten out of it? Well, uh, the, the two things that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. freedom, I get to, you know, owning your business in America is amazing. And um, so I get to choose the days that I work. I get to choose the patients and how I want to treat them. And so there's a lot of freedom that goes with it. But there's also a lot of headache. As an associate, you don't have to deal with administration. You don't. You don't deal with employees. You don't deal with problems with, um, you know, the building and all that stuff you're just sort of like man eh, this thing's broken and then they do go off into their little Take world care and, of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah or uh if you had you know you don't hire and fire at all um mm-hmm. you don't deal with you don't deal with that stuff so that mm-hmm. that's nice and and i think that i'm not saying it's a bad way to live there's there's a there's a good job to have as an associate whether it's two or three days a week or even a full-time associate mm-hmm. you just have to know what those limitations are and what the benefits are and weigh out what's best for you some people don't want to own a business when you own a business there's a whole lot of time working where you don't make money and as an associate you're basically doing dentistry all day long mm-hmm. the perks are awesome because as owning a business there are tax deductions things you can take advantage of that way and um, and you know if you if you if you aren't making a re- the right amount of money that you want, well, you can up your marketing. Mm-hmm. You can analyze your costs and start, uh, you know, uh, stop spending so much. I mean, there's different ways that you can massage the data so that you can start making more money. So definitely lots of freedom and independence in owning your own practice. Yeah. So freedom and independence, yes. However, you're never off. So even though you're free, you're, you're, you know, I'm on a cruise and, and I'm thinking about emails and doing virtual consults. And so you're always, you know, you're not really free, but you're very free. Is Flexible a, is yeah, a better yeah, word. Yeah. Flexible is good because you can do that anytime. Yeah. Um, okay. So last question. Um, what is your favorite part of your job? And then second part, if what is your biggest piece of advice for someone trying to decide if they should go into dentistry or not? There's there's a lot of negativity in dentistry. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to have a thick skin. If you don't have it, then you're, you know, you're going to get your feelings hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. So people they 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 take off work to come here. They got to pay you to come here. You got to hurt them when they get here. You know, and so there's a lot of negativity associated with it. And and what I like is when you can go from an older broken decayed tooth and make it look like it was born there mm-hmm. and then show the patient that and they can see that oh my gosh like you've just added value to my life mm-hmm. you know uh, doing a smile makeover or even ortho or clear aligners um, the end result is always very gratifying and it, it's nice to be able to provide that for mm-hmm. patients that's that's the best part of my day the, well that and it's nice to it's nice to do stuff for employees. You know, they're like family, and uh, you always want them to feel valued and appreciated. And so you get, and you kind of have, you know, what do I want to do today? I'll go get some gift cards for them today, or whatever, it's just so they can, you know, feel like they mean make a difference because they do. Um, and you said advice for advice to someone going into dentistry, like if they're trying to choose if they want to or not. Oh, so. Yeah, I have I struggle with this like with my kids because 
my kids see my life and they're like, well, I think maybe I'll do dental school. And I'm never, ever the guy that goes, you really should consider dental school. You really should. Mm-hmm. Because I don't I don't want them to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Because for 10 years down the road, if they're miserable, because it is, it is not an easy job. Mm-hmm. Suicide rate is super high in dentistry. Mm-hmm. Everyone hates you. You know, they come in and the, the girls say they'd rather deliver a baby than be here. And the mm-hmm. men say, I'd rather be audited than come to the dentist. <laughs> like, we don't have an ice cream shop. You know, people are loving to come or tanning salon. It's freaking dentistry. And um, so I, I want, you got you to gotta do it because you want to do it. Uh, I, I'd say if, you're, if you've got a pick in the medical field, you're just like, well, I'd like to do something in the medical field. What would it be? I'd say dentistry all day long. Mm-hmm. The average general dentist in South Carolina has made more than the average general physician for 20 years. And, um, and it's, I don't know. I mean, I, it's a lot of... Uh, a lot of benefits to it but it's the mouth mm-hmm. you know it's, it's blood it's sutures and it's you know some people just rather be an orthodontist or rather be a physical therapist mm-hmm. than get their hands dirty so you're going to get your hands dirty it's the mouth which some people think can it's be gross, gross yeah. <laughs> but you but you get the opportunity of taking something gross and making it beautiful healthy yeah. and smelling good and mm-hmm. clean you know and that's that's can be very gratifying and you get paid for it. What is the hardest part of your job? The hardest part is sometimes making people happy. Mm-hmm. And, and but that you're going to get that in every job, every job. Uh, but in dentistry, patients yeah, they're tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you go to the physician and you have insurance. You pay almost zero, mm-hmm. and then your fight is with the insurance That's, company yeah, after not, you leave. Not the physician. Here, it's it, dentistry is not that way. Mm-hmm. Insurance is nice, but it's not even close. Yeah. They come here minimum. They're going to drop five hundred bucks, thousand bucks, never at the physician's office. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so if it's not done right, they're like, hey, you know what's up? So you got to really take your time. You got to know what you're doing and be on your A game. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest. That's the hardest part. It's just making sure people are happy because you know they're going to be doing a review about you, mm-hmm. and you just want to make sure that it's that they're happy and they're happy to tell people that they get good service uh, here. What inspired you to go into dentistry? Um, I had I had been preparing for um, the MCAT mm-hmm. for a year, and about a month before I was scheduled to take it, my friend was like, uh, "You should consider taking the the DAT," and I'm like what's that <laughs> and you know he's like for dental school and I said why and he goes well if you don't get in you know you have to wait another year and I've been thinking about it and so I'm going to do it at the same time and so I did I took them one week apart oh the gosh. dad and the MCAT I took the uh one month before the dat, I put all of the books away for science books and I got spatial ability math the things that are on the dat that are not on the MCAT and mm-hmm. I studied those for a month took the MCAT and then the next, and then every day, every day the next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five full day MCAT exams that I took in real time for my stamina. Oh my gosh. And, um, <laughs> and, then, and then I took the MCAT on that Saturday. So one week apart, the MCAT I did fine on. I got higher than the, um, the average that's mm-hmm. accepted into MUSC. And uh, so I thought hey, I had got a chance here. But I did, I, I did unbelievably well on the DAT. And I'm, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna say that I'm incredible. I just like what I, I don't know. Um, I did really well, and I and and to uh, even to apply to these schools cost a lot of money, mm-hmm. and I didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. I don't have any money, and I have family with money, 
So um, we kind of had to choose, you know, wh- where do we want to go? We want to go into dental or go into medical. Couldn't do of, both. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't it's, afford it. Yeah, it's expensive. And um, and we did a lot of praying. And um, there are certain things in dentistry that I don't like. I, I, I don't. I don't really enjoy dentures and stuff like that. I don't. Mm. But there are plenty of stuff in medicine that I don't. I mean, I don't just want to be a physician. You know, yeah. I don't want to be a proctologist. Mm-hmm. I just, it just doesn't interest me. I don't even want to be a urologist. There are certain things that I think would be cool to do in medicine, but there's a whole bunch of things that I don't think would be cool. And dentistry is the same way. Mm-hmm. So if you own your own business, you can choose the things that you want to focus on, and you can just work on those things. And that's what makes life gratifying because now I do the procedures that I enjoy the most. It's gratifying for me, pays the bills, and makes people happy. Best of all the worlds. <laughs> you try. You try. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, thank you. Thank you. I hope this has been helpful to you. I know you had these questions, but yes, I hope definitely. anyone else that's listening has uh, uh, got some value out of uh, answering these questions. Uh, please uh, keep following us here um, for more uh, podcasts uh, for Dr. J's philosophy. And, um, and also, don't forget to uh, check us out on the social media platforms. We're at Wildwood Dental on uh, Instagram and uh, Smile Doc on TikTok. We're having a lot of fun on TikTok. So check us out. I think you'll find them uh, entertaining and amusing and educating. Educating. Anyway, <laughs> we'll catch you all next time. See ya.